Coming up this week, Carl Anderson versus New Japan. The Rock's daughter makes her WWE debut, and has, is MJF already turning face? Been turning. All this and more. Hey yo, it's Halloween, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 398. This is your captain speaking, along with LFA Moses Marquez. At the morning. Top of the morning. Um, it's not Halloween day, but it's Halloween week, and this is our Halloween episode. So there we go. Um, hence the pumpkin. Check the pumpkin. <laughs> nice, it's uh, bright and orange. Yeah. Also, hence the uh, the spooky intro. You're welcome. Uh, sorry if anybody's currently on the floor. Please don't, please don't freak out on us. We're fine. Everything's fine. It's just <laughs> this is what Halloween's all about. Yeah, spooky, spooky. Um, like I said, we're gonna get into Carl Anderson's controversy with New Japan. Uh, that's gonna be top of the story. So before we begin, uh, remember to like and sub to us on youtube.com slash max wrestling and follow us on social media at max wrestling uk right. um so <laughs> the machine gun sure got himself in a jam yeah he was your geek of the week last week um because he's pretty much holding the never open weight title hostage but like of all the belts to be holding a hostage you're really gonna pick the never open weight title? Like, does it mean that much to you? Yeah, like it's not like a world. It's not like um, Tessa Blanchard with the Impact World Title. That's a little different. Yeah, the World Championship, and it was also a pandemic. Yeah, well, Machine Gun's problem is he's now signed with the E, and as we all know, the E don't like you working for anybody except the E. Mm-hmm. That even is with, it. Even with Papa H in control. I mean, we thought different at first. I mean, at least I did. I remember um, when we when I first saw that the, you know, the OC was back. God, I hate saying the name. But anyway, when the OC came back, I was like, well, he's fucking never open weight champ. How the hell is that going to work? He didn't drop it in that past pay-per-view. And I was like, I didn't understand why not. But I was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe Papa H is one of those guys. Okay, cool. Go work your thing. You'll be fine. And then, bam, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like what? And a little bit of double standards going on because a Carl famously tweeted out his displeasure of ever going back to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and b I'm sure we read at first that WWE were gonna let him honor his dates or at least defend the title. I could have sworn that was one of the things I read, but then again, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. This is true. Um, but didn't he debut like the day after that pay-per-view? Yep. Literally the, the day, day after. So he, he must have been already signed at the pay-per-view. And then the very next day shows up on Raw. Like somebody must have known what was going on. Like he's still never open with champion, but he's going to the WWE. Maybe we should do something about it. And they said, nah, I'll figure it out. And now it seems like they're they're almost, he's almost bickering with New Japan in public. Like tweets going back and forth. That's fan what it looks like. Came out and said, "Well, he's gonna have to show up and defend it, or we're gonna strip him of the title." And Anderson fires back, "Nobody's stripped me of anything. I'll defend it when I feel like it." It's- I mean, and then and then and then there was an issue, uh, a statement put out by Hikaleo after killing some nerd, 
that he's like, just let him keep it. And, you know, I'll get it back when he's ready to come back. It's like, so then so you're, you're, you're getting rid of this belt is what you're telling me. Is what, is what you're telling me is you're getting rid of it because the motherfucker ain't going back. Now, it's such a weird situation. Uh, either nobody knows what the fuck is going on or, and this is very I, unlike New Japan, they're working the shit out of us. But, like, the New Japan do stuff like this? Do they, like... Blur the lines with kayfabe. I've n- the only other time I've ever seen the blur the lines with the kayfabe um, was when Jay White tried to go after Jr. <laughs> no, and, and I mean, and I'm being serious because I'm really thinking about it. And they're so by the fucking book; it's not even funny. They're not that kind of company because they are true to the pro wrestling nature. Yeah, they're not a so, sports entertainment company. By no means are they a sports entertainment company. I mean, that's that's why they don't do like hardcore matches and all that other shit. Like they're they are a pro wrestling, they're pro wrestling. So I I I've never seen anybody like work them like this. I'm really trying. I mean, maybe if I go back far far enough to like the early Bullet Club days, but then then again, I don't know if anything was like this. Or, okay, well, I'm now with a completely different company, and I'm going to just do whatever I want with this fucking belt. Like, no. Mm. Like, that's just, uh, this is all brand new to me. I mean, if it is, like, all 100% completely real, I don't know why they don't just strip him of the title. I'm pretty sure we said this last week, just strip him of the title. Just strip him of it and just move on that way. It's not a thing, but, I mean, they have to be working with each other right that's 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 the only logical explanation in this entire thing that they're working with them either either carl's not going to saudi arabia and it's a fucking joke and he randomly ambushes hikaleo and then they have the match or whatever when he's all beat up and still loses which there you go i booked it for you gato um or they've already got it planned for a completely different day yeah so I mean, it would be hard to imagine WWE working with New Japan when, of course, we know that New Japan have a relationship with AEW, a working relationship with AEW. Yeah. But, I mean, then again, we've we got to keep reminding ourselves this is not the same E. Mm. This isn't the same. There's not the old man that that looks at everybody else's wrestling and says, that's not my sports entertainment. This is Papa H who says, I like what's entertaining today. And what's entertaining today is the sport of professional wrestling, the storytelling of professional wrestling. You want to throw in some fucking guys like MJF? You want to throw in some fucking guys, some shooshers like fucking Chad Gable to make it funny? Then do it. And that's what they are doing. And it, but, but he's got a different mindset. So I, the, I've, like I keep saying, it's it's to for us to think of them to work with anybody else is just like nope, it's a giant no, it's a huge red flag. But Papa H might just be that flag that changes colors. You know what I mean? He might be like, fuck it, you wanted we can? Let's fucking do this. Right. I you mean, know, he it, it, who knows? Maybe maybe Machine Gun is working as well. Maybe Part of the deal of him coming back to the E or going to Saudi was I get to defend the never open weight title a little bit further down the line. Because he never yeah, wanted something. to go back to Saudi. 
I mean, you're building a story out of it. I mean, I'm not going to say that nobody cares about this story. Like, you can totally say that. You can totally say that. Because it is the Never Open Weight Championship. I'm not going to be that guy that's, oh, you should just respect that. No, no. If this isn't your cup of tea, this isn't your cup of tea. But for those who it is, it's garnering attention. Not only are you worrying about his E-run and if he's actually going to go to Saudi Arabia and all that nonsense, but now you're watching New Japan, or you're at least keeping up with it more to figure out what are they doing on their side. What is Gato going to say this week? Is Hikaleo going to say something else? Is somebody else after Carl Anderson's never open weight belt that might just turn into the WWE never open weight title? You know. I mean, WWE's old saying is never say never. Hey, there you go. Even more so now. Seriously. Um, speaking of never say never, um, we have our 400th episode in two weeks. That's right, and two weeks. That also features a return that we didn't think we'd see for a while. Oh yeah. Um, he was one of the OGs of Max Wrestling, making his return at the 400th episode. His former team captain, Evan Money, by God, McCabe. Oh, what the what? Um, my sensor button is going to be broken by the end of the episode. <laughs> Holy because son of a gun. Any, anybody who hasn't listened to old episodes of Max, uh, Evan she had a very loose tongue. Y'all thought I was fucking bad. <laughs> but he is always entertaining, and we can't wait to have him back for this special episode. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. And of course, in four weeks' time, it's promo series 7, Rising Storm. That means two things. One, as I just said, we're two weeks away from our 400th episode. Two, the fight for the group MVP starts right now. Right now. If you want to be the one to dethrone Travis Anderson, start posting and commenting in the Mattress and Facebook group between now and promo series. That's all you got to do. Just keep Dick. posting every day. Do it! Um, even, even Travis has gotten a little bit quiet in posting, so you got a, you got a chance this week. This well, he's focused on you, man. He's focused on yeah, you. Yeah, he is. And he better be, because he's got two of us to deal with. That he does. Um, so, me asking somebody to become a new group MVP has nothing to do with the fact that Travis has one more shot at my world title <laughs> as he takes on both your captain and the lawyer, Chad Malcolm, in a triple threat cinematic match. In no way. And as you see behind Moses, the beautiful television championship is on the line as he defends against Cypher in the first ever TV triathlon. It will be promo trivia promo to determine the TV champ. The promo game is a sharpened. The belt will be around my way. Cypher, are you man enough to take it? We will damn sure find out fair and square this time. Let's go. Um, and another championship on the line is, of course, the Knowledge Championship. Every year at Promo Series, it gets defended in a gauntlet where the winner stays on. This year, the Phoenix defends against Beer, Kinney Killer, and your very own captain. So, Beanie's losing. That's some interesting contenders because Beer was in the, the first ever final for the Knowledge title against Kenny. Kenny, of course, was the first ever Knowledge champion. And, of course, I've never competed for the Knowledge title, so... Anything can happen this year. Anything can happen. You're putting it up against some of the biggest freaking trivia minds this channel's ever seen. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and it's fresh. Oh, fresh my competition. Goodness, goodness gracious. Um, 
I think Phoenix and Kenny have only gone one-on-one -on -one once, and he's never gone one-on-one -on -one with Beer or me in trivia. So um, we're getting some first-time evers. Yeah, it's, it's oh. we're sharpening those pencils for the Phoenix this year. I don't know why he'd need pencils, because it's not a write-down question type oh, thing, but we'll see. <laughs> I say, for those um, of you who ever thought you could hang with trivia, this is the one to really gauge the scale on. Oh, yeah. Um, and in more promo action, Michael Larkin is returning to face Daniel Crimmins for the second time. First time since Promo Slam 2020. It is a grudge match for the ages. Ages. Can't and wait. Mike Larkin's coming back. Good for him. Excited to see what he does. Even more excited to see what DC does. When you back DC into a corner, bad things happen. Yeah, DC's not one to uh, beat around the bush. No, he is not. Uh, as even I found out when I faced him in promo competition. <laughs> exactly, and then don't, and then on top of that, you're giving him you're giving him extra time. You can't do that. You cannot give DC extra time to chop you down because he will get to chop you. Yeah, Mike been running that mouth, so he has a two minute disadvantage against DC. For more information, go to matchwrestling.net slash promo series. Damn. Um, and now for stupid shit people say online. This is shit Mark say. Motherfuckers. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Um, we, we had some fresh meat on TikTok last week. That we did. That we did. Um, not too much going on. I mean, um, I, I had been posting some stuff. My, mainly positive comments. Got one last night, and I said, thank you for attending the show there, Buttski. Um, we'll just call him user number a bazillion and a half. We're just not, I'm not even going to fucking credit him a fucking name. There you go. There's your name change. Haas. There you go. Bunch of numbers. Use your bunch of numbers. Um, I was on this lovely, fantastic thing of talking about Senior Chick Magnet Punk and how he was exactly how he finished his WWE run. Now I want to take my ball and go home because I don't like what's going on. And again, we understand that. And originally this thing looked a totally different way. But when it came out that Punk was lying out of his ass and swung first and all this other stuff. It's obvious that he wants to take his ball and go home. So I expressed my feelings on that and immediately was uh, not immediately, but probably like a whole day later, actually abrupted by a user bunch of numbers. And he goes, it's a work. He'll be back after his torn whatever is fixed. And my simple reply is, if it's a work, why has this buyout been in the talks for the last month? And nobody wants to answer that question yet. So, I mean, it can, to, to be the nice guy on TikTok, because I want to kind of keep that narrative pushing, you can absolutely think that as soon as Punk is healed, he's coming back. But if you're really, truly thinking about it, if that was the case, they would have been using him in any form of video package at all. At all. Okay. It's been over a month since the whole thing happened. And we've seen multiple instances or incidents or 
There's been multiple video packages featuring the Bucks and or Kenny Omega, especially last, especially last night. And by the way, here's the other fun thing about Punk and all this. Punk wasn't in the building last night like the Bucks and Kenny Omega was. So he ain't coming back. You can live in that fantasy world. I'll allow you to live in that fantasy world because I don't like to chop down nobody's dreams. But then again, they're dreams. Okay, he's done here. Is Papa H want to bring him back? Does Papa H think he can keep him under control? I don't know. I don't care. I'll bring it up on TikTok and we'll let them go at it about it. But we'll find out then next week. Yeah, you know what, Mr. Bunch of Numbers? I liked to have been you a couple, a few weeks ago thinking maybe it's a work. But <sighs> like, like you said, they would have used him in any type of media. Like, like or not, Punk is a fucking draw. And exactly. If they could have used any of this controversy to their advantage to keep Punk in the picture and use his name or whatever, they would have. But they swept it all under the rug. This guy was the highest. He, he brought the highest ratings that uh, AEW has seen on television. With his name. With his debut and the whole everything. If, if he was bringing that big of numbers, a fucking photograph is bringing him is bringing more attention to them. A fucking four second feature on a video package is bringing them numbers. The name mentioned by Excalibur CM Punk would bring attention if they're not willing to at least say his name. He ain't coming back. I'm sorry. The honeymoon is over. He went from the happiest dude in all of pro wrestling, giving us everything we've ever wanted, to I don't want to do it that way. I don't like the way they're doing this. And now it turned into this. And now you can go figure out if Papa H wants to do it your way if you don't get hurt after two months. Um, But that's a nice segue because the first one I got is about punk, too. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> now... Huh. Look, I okay. Before I get any fucking heat, I'm I like punk. I love punk. But right now, in this whole talking scenario about the media scrum, he is the bad guy, and he will remain the bad guy until he's not the bad guy. And I don't see that day coming. Okay, but I have no ill will towards punk. I don't absolutely hate punk. In this situation, he's the devil. So the, yes, if I if I'm overly bashing your favorite guy who might randomly show up on the E, I'm sorry. Okay? I give it to you like it is. And for those of you that do fit that category, um, I am a big punk fan, and I'm accepting this because he shot himself in the foot. He did. No pun intended, because his foot's actually broken, but that's what he did. <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> um, so... A little, a new little ingredient was added to the whole all-out fallout story this week, where the door apparently hit Larry the dog and knocked out two of his teeth. Yeah. Um. So, Purple Bad Jedi. I don't fucking that. That's the name I'm giving him this week. Sure. Said, I insist Larry had no business being in the middle of chaos. Sure. Caused by his own human. Huh? Like, 
What? What? Motherfucker, oh. you work for Peter? Like, okay, okay. He shouldn't have been in the middle of the chaos, but Punk had every right to bring his dog to the show and keep him in his own dressing room. That's what I'm saying. Like, homie, you work for Peter? Like, I don't. But what then, the fuck? Somebody jumped to Punk's defense, but also turned out to be seemingly a uh, cornet mark, judging oh, by God. some of the terminology used. So, Mr. Super Real replies. Huh? How the fuck is CM Punk fault? He was literally minding his own business in his locker room until, and here comes the cornet lines, Twinkle Toes and the Hardly Boys broke into his locker room. First off, they like like it's been said on multiple times, they knocked and walked in with a fucking member of legal and all kind of, and, and and I think fucking I think Brandon Cutler was there too. Yeah, you know, it was like so they walked in like, "Hey, bro, what the fuck's the problem?" Like, HR is with us, motherfucker. Like, what's the problem? What are you and bam, punched. I mean, I, I okay, I can probably understand. You know, Larry probably wasn't paying attention. Poor Larry, that's dog lover. It's also as an animal dog. lover. Yeah, he's a little dog as a dog as an animal lover. Poor Larry, I feel bad for Larry. I do, but are we really gonna give him fucking punk some shit for having his dog? At the fucking arena. He talks about his dog like his son. I'm pretty if sure he you, takes that dog everywhere. He does. And then like, you got to understand, if you're not a parent and you're a dog parent, it's it's a totally different thing, but the same concept. You take that motherfucker everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, okay? My stepmom, and I'll give you a prime example. My stepmom um, uh, uh, had a, like a little two-pound chihuahua about, about 10, 10, 11 years ago. I was in high school. No, I was uh, just getting out of high school at the time. And she would make my brother stay home from work because the dog was sick. Take care of your sister is what she would say. People think of these animals as fucking like their own, like their own child. So let the motherfucker take him to the arena. We can't give this guy some shit over taking his dog. The fuck? Like, I'm sorry it happened. I'm feel bad for the situation everybody felt bad for that situation i assure you so there it is it should be squashed right what the fuck right what the fuck? who gives these people access to social media what the fuck is going on their mothers somehow i guess <sighs> they disarmed them years ago what do you mean good god um Next up, I don't even want to give this one a name. It's just stupid.com. Let's go. Um, so Mick Foley tweeted, if you are an anti-Semite, please unfollow me. Thanks. Fair enough. Uh, stupid.com <laughs> replies, already have, months ago, media puppet. So is he like saying he is an anti-Semite? Oh, my God. doesn't like Mick Foley? Or, <laughs> I know. hate the term media puppet, media puppet, media puppet. Time like, and a place. Serious, like, were you, you're gonna call fucking Mick Foley a media? The motherfucker dresses up as Santa every year. How are you gonna call him a fucking media? <laughs> like, what? What? What is wrong with people? Like, this is that's embar- this is embarrassing for the human race. I genuinely don't know anything wrong with Mick Foley. Like, the guy is open and honest about everything wrestling. This week is so bad. (laughs) Like, why is this week so bad? 
What the fuck is wrong with you guys? This is this is why Twitter is a. Se- I I only check it's Twitter cesspool. on a fucking Wednesday night or Thursday morning just to look for this segment. Like I genuinely stay off Twitter most of the time because of shit like this. Yeah, it's um, bad. I don't even promote the show most weeks on Twitter because I don't have the energy for the damn platform. Well, it's, it's just all the random negativity for no fucking reason or the goddamn spam like crazy. Yeah, well, we got a lot of AEW negativity for oh. no reason next. Um, both of these tweets are relating to WWE promoting Carl um, Anderson versus Finn Balor on Raw. Which, you know, there's a lot of history between them, but other than right. that, it was a nothing match. Yeah, well, I mean... Um, what do you expect when you take what could be a high-level match and you put it in the E? Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be what you expected. And, again, you can maybe change that percentage one or two points with Papa H, but the majority of the time, it's not going to be that big of a match. Um, you know what? It's funny. Both of these nerds have football players as their uh, profile pictures. So. Shocker. Nerd number one. That's why AEW is finished. Nerd number two, already better than anything AEW has done this year. I wonder who they got as players. I could probably tell you. We'll figure out right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. So AEW, is, apparently AEW is already finished, you know, with an upcoming pay-per-view and a weekly television show that's not going away anytime soon and the start of a Ring of Honor streaming service. But they're going away. They're done yeah. for. You hear me? They're, they're done they're for. They're done because of a random match on Raw that meant nothing between two good friends. That wasn't even that good. Yeah, literally nobody's talked about this match. No. No. I remember the talk of it being scheduled, and that was it. I even forgot it was on. That's Raw for you, baby. Uh, and that's Mark's for you, and that's the shit they say. Jesus. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, Preston Mancer, a.k.a. number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. That really was like the worst week we've ever had. Like, I mean, homeboy on, on TikTok, I was like, okay, whatever. That was pretty generic. But then it was like fucking nerds. You can get mad about somebody taking their dog to the fucking arena and then 
This is the downfall of AEW was a basic ass match on Raw that nobody gives a shit about. Huh. Okay. On the road to Crown Jewel, where one of them he, might not even be there. Ta-da. Uh, welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. Still to come. The week. The week. The geek of the week. The best throw of the week. This week's Dynamite and a little bit more history from WWE, Impact, and NWA this week, uh, which we're going to get into in just a sec. Okay. So it's time to go back in time to this week in wrestling history. here from Sui. I had something coming up called a Pro Series Rising Storm on November 24th. And some slimy little creature called the Lawyer Chad Balcom and his sneaky little snake Dragon King Dazzy Lee are going against my man Travis the Walker Anderson. <laughs> If you think you're going to win, 
and you as crazy as suey in a room full of fresh meat. Mmm, as tasty as that sounds. I think y'all need to just crawl back under that rock that you slimed your way out of, cause you ain't gonna win. There ain't no way. Fucking shit. All right. So now the House of. Well, I mean, you should know your House of Ashes now has a. Is that Mr. Pig from Batman? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm you, confused. You're just part of the group, but you leave Travis to his own thing. We're like in the. It's like it's like when you walk in the locker room for practice and something weird's going on, and you just fucking back on out, bud. You just back up. You know what? Hey, where's, I'll come back tomorrow. The, the, the gif, the meme, when you walk into the room with a handful of pizza and the room's on fire and everybody's fighting. Yep. You're like, uh, you know, I got a bunch of pizza. I'm taking home. Too. See you later. Kind of like the locker room at All Out. <laughs> um, But we are going in back in time to history and uh, I will deal with that at Promo Slam. So October 21st, 2001, although they were both a team in WWE, they were both team WWE. They were also bitter rivals. Chris Jericho defeated The Rock to win the WCW World Championship at No Mercy. But they managed to work together well enough the following night to also win the WWE Tag Team titles on Raw, reclaiming <gasps> WWE's gold from the Dudley Boys. God, I miss those days. The, yeah, the invasion was pretty much... It, I mean, it was obviously WWE versus the Alliance, but it had its own subplots, like Jericho and The Rock yeah. hated each other. It, 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 but that was what it, what I mean by that. It was, hey, you guys are in a bit of rivalry. Fucking team up. What? Yeah, you heard me. Oh, guess what? Now you're the fucking tag champs. This is bullshit. It's awesome. But I just beat him for a world title. I don't give a fuck. You're now your tag <laughs> champs. God damn it. And me, see, like, see, it was that craziness, that little bit of craziness from the old man that was like, okay, this is cool. This is good. You know, yeah. because it's un, it, it's unexpected. It's super wacky. You and know. They needed that little bit of spice too because the alliance Absolutely. infamously had all the B players. Uh, uh, B and C's, but yeah. They didn't have Sting, they didn't have Goldberg, didn't have NWO. <sighs> they didn't want to pay. But then again, but then again, let's keep it funky because it is a, it is that was a double edged sword. They didn't want to pay, but these cats were making bank to sit at home. Oh bank. yes. And Sting didn't want to sign. No, he was he was the only one that was like, nah. It's not about the money. I just don't want to go. Funnily enough, he changed his mind. What? Uh, 15 years later? I was about to say 15, 16 years later, just to have two matches and three, four appearances, and that was it. But again, I don't think that was about the money. That was just to tick WWE off his off his list. And say, yeah. Sting's done it all. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted that taker match to finish it, but, you know, yeah. they did Seth first, which still makes no sense, but whatever. Never got that match, and we never will. Oh well. Unless they both decide to pull a Ric Flair and fucking wrestle when they're both. I mean, at this team. fucking point, I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, and then all reality. Let's let's be let's 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 fantasy book for a second. Wasn't Sting in a cinematic match already? In AEW, yeah, he did exactly the match with Darby. So, come on, we can't. Like of all like and, and fucking Trav's been saying this uh for the past like couple of weeks and I hate it when he says it to me, but 
I'm starting to get the group. Fucking Papa H, pick up the phone and call TK. Make we need to start like make wrestling fun. Yeah, everybody's on. Everybody watches wrestling because everybody's on everything. And just, let's make fucking wrestling fun. God damn it. Fun. Come on. Um, October 21st, 2018, Nick Aldis defeated Cody to win back the NWA world title and become a two-time champ at the 70th anniversary. Um, Aldis went on to hold the title for 1,043 days, the sixth longest singular reign in NWA history. Mm -hmm. Um, so he won at the 70th anniversary. I believe he lost it at the 73rd anniversary, uh, to Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch, yep. Uh, man, I thought he was never going to lose that title. I, I, you and me both, you know, and then of all the people to beat him, it was going to be Trevor Murdoch. But um, going back and looking at that story, they built the fuck out of it. They built it up like uh, Aldis was this unbeatable guy, obviously, over a thousand day reign. And uh, Murdoch played a very Dusty Rhodes like character. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, of, I, and of course, you weren't going to deny that. No, I definitely get the dusty vibes, and I was I was fully behind Murdoch to win the title because oh, like yeah, if you'd have told me in 2003, this guy Trevor Murdoch, the one running around with Lance Cade, he's going to be an NWA World Champion someday. I would be like, uh, like no. at home, like he bought an NWA belt, and you like, where's it? Like, sure, okay. No, he's going to beat Nick Aldis at the 73rd oh. anniversary and become World Champion uh, again. Of okay. all the people, too, Nick fucking Aldis. And I think a lot of people felt that way still because they weren't really familiar with Murdoch and his NWA run, but he really did become a legit contender. Big time legit contender. He was there for the, uh, I want to say from the start, the start of the NWA, especially after Billy Corrigan took over. I've always, I don't want to say I've always been a fan of Trevor Murdoch. I've always seen Trevor Murdoch. I've always uh, enjoyed his work. He is a old school wrestler. He's just, he is a bigger version of Harley Race or uh, or Dusty Rhodes even, you know. And I wouldn't say he's bigger than Dusty. Very eighties, big guy. Extremely eighties. He's extremely eighties. That's why that's why he fits perfectly in the NWA. Uh, October twenty second, two thousand and one. We're back in the Alliance era. Kurt Angle took another one for Team WWE as he won the United States title for the first and only time in his career, defeating mm-hmm. Rhino on Raw. Um, and as well as Jericho and Rocks win that night, Tajiri also won the Cruiserweight title from Billy Kidman. And I don't remember this one. Bradshaw defeated Hurricane for the European title. I don't remember Bradshaw being European champion. I was about to say, I was like, Bradshaw is European champ? All right. But that, that was a damn good 24 hours for Team WWE. They took five titles from the Alliance. Yeah, they did. And two of which were WCW's own championships. It's all right. I never understood why they never brought in the ECW titles, too. That's like, a damn ECW good question. I know was already dead by then. But, but weren't they still doing shows? I think or ECW, were they done? like, completely folded just before the buyout of WCW. And then, so, like, Paul uh, Heyman came in in, like, 2001. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean, if it's basically folded, why bring back their belts? But I get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. You might as well bring it and have a fucking belt scramble. At least their world title. Yeah. Because you know uh, they're not going to use their TV title because <laughs> it looks just like the weird fucking winged eagle. 
Uh, I should have mentioned also, I've only done like half of the week because there's so much history in the first half of this week in history. I bet. Um, October 22nd, 2006, Sting put his career on the line to defeat Jeff Jarrett for the NWA world title for the second time at Bound for Glory. Nice. This was the first time Sting won the title in the TNA era and the first time he'd held the title since 1990 when it was active in WCW. God damn. Uh, and I think he won the like main title like three years in a row at Bound for Glory. <laughs> that sounds like Stinger. Yep. Uh, October 22nd, 2021, last year, the infamous title swap between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair on SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, it led to plenty of media coverage as the two real-life rivals reportedly went off script. That was a bad segment. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, and naturally, I blame Charlotte. It's all her I goddamn mean, fault. But it was her fault. Like She decided to just throw down the belt at Becky, and Becky yeah. responded. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah, she kind of did fucking screw herself into a corner. By the way, where the f- I hate to say it like this, but where the fuck she been? Uh, I don't know, but she can stay there. Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm trying to remember the last time I, I like the saw way you think. Charlotte Flair. I'm like, mean? yeah. Fuck, was it Mania? Had to be Mania. She uh, she lost to Ronda. Then Ronda went into a feud with Talia and then lost it to Liv Morgan. So, yeah, I think Mania was the last time we saw Charlotte Flair. Sound like Mania. Nice. Um, it's been peaceful in the women's division, right? People are getting over, but if what we're seeing is true, she is coming back sometime soon. WWE started showing her in media and stuff again, so Uh-oh. peace doesn't last forever. Ready for 17 title reign, right? Uh, October 23rd, 2002, AJ Styles won the X Division Championship for the second time, defeating Six Pack. On TNA's weekly 18th pay-per-view. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so that's Sean right. Waltman, that... X-Pac, his name was Six-Pack. No, I remember, because that was the same yeah. name they had in fucking... Uh, oh, no, they called him Six in uh, in mm-hmm. WCW. Yeah. So, obviously, we can't call him X-Pac, but he used to be known as Six, so let's call him Six-Pack. Yeah, fucking... Why not? But we're going to spell it S-Y-X-X. That's exactly how you spelled... That's how you spelled Six. <laughs> Um, and finally, again, this is only like half the week. October 23rd, last year, 2021, Mickey James dethroned Deanna Perrazzo to win her fourth Impact Knockout title at Bound for Glory. It don't make no fucking sense. No, um, I mean, I I get like the media coverage and everything afterwards, but Deanna was hot as hell during she that was, run. She was the hottest women's wrestler on the planet. On the planet. And now she's one after the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, but nobody's talking about it. It's unfortunate. Again, this is what happened when Mickey comes back. It was the same thing when fucking um uh uh me not me again uh who's Gail Kim would come back all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck's gonna get over if you keep coming back? Why can't yeah. you put people over? And Impact have a decent knockouts division too. There's no really there's no real reason yeah. to keep relying on these, you know. Veterans, exactly. I mean, who was their uh, who was their champ just just a little bit ago? Um, goddamn, she was a young thing. Was it Tasha Steele? Yeah, yeah, she's good. 
And you know, she was able to, to do work there. Deanna's there. You got Jordan. Jordan Grace was kicking ass and has a lot of attention on her. Like, that's what I don't I, I don't understand over there what they're doing. Like, come on now. Like, I get I understand the name value. I understand name value, but I also understand name value and how it works to benefit young unknown talent or rising talent, if you will. Yeah, Tasha was actually the one to beat Mickey James for the title. There you go. Then, of course, Jordan Grace just won it back at Slammiversary in the Queen of the Mountain match. Hey. Um, but I digress. Hey. During Mickey's reign, t- the uh, the title was renamed the Knockouts World Championship. Because, fair enough. Why not? I mean, AEW yeah, right. did it first, but okay. <laughs> right um, on. Mickey also famously carried it into WWE for the Royal Rumble, and it was very surprising like that she was, A, allowed to wear the belt to the ring, Mm-hmm. On pay-per-view And mm-hmm. like even on her nameplate They announced her as uh, Impact Women's Champion Yep I say she slipped somebody some money in the back To tell Vince don't say nothing to Vince Don't just let me do this shit real quick And I bet you Vince was like What are you doing out there with that goddamn thing So you're gonna be here tomorrow on Raw right No I still work for Impact Wait what Trash bagger stuff <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's all the history. There was probably was plenty more, but it, I I don't know. It's a very historic week. A lot happened in history in in late October, I guess. Right, because October is the time, baby. So on to the next segment, which is guest a wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guest a wrestler. He's the bestler, better than all the wrestler. So, career highlights, let's, you know what, Let, let's kick it off with WWE, because I think most people know him from WWE, but man, his title history is very vast. Um, so, WWE, uh, one-time United States champion, one-time light heavyweight champion, three-time cruiserweight champion, and a two-time tag team champion. Tasha Mikanoku. No. Dang it. I like, I like the way you're thinking. Um, so geez, Louise, some of these other championships, uh, in, he's a former CZW heavyweight champion, uh, a former junior heavyweight champion in all Japan. So, uh, junior champs, uh, Dean Malenko. No, former TV and tag team champion in ECW. Who the fuck is junior champ? That's the one I'm like I'm thinking of right now. It's, it, it, there's a, only a short list of people who actually won the junior heavyweight championship from WWF. Um, also God. in Big Japan, former junior heavyweight champion uh, twice and a former tag team champion in Big Japan. Sabu? No. Uh, former CMLL world light heavyweight champion. Who the fuck was Junior Champ? That's the only thing that's keeping my brain right now. It's trying to figure out who was a Junior Champ. Let's take a look at some PWI stuff. So in 2002, he was ranked 23. And in 2003, he was ranked 242. I don't know what happened between those two years. 
Yeah, you're telling me. Um, uh, also a former MLW World Middleweight Champion. Moving, dude? No. Uh, you're in the right era, though. So, made his WWE mm. debut in uh, 2001. Did he? So, he didn't. So, um, okay. So, in 01. Who came over in 01? Is it Ultimo? No. He, he, it's he not Ultimo. Very Dragon. close, though. Fuck, come on. But it's not going to be. Uh, he was in ECW up until he debuted in WWE since 98. Okay, so yeah, it's not Ray. Um, who the fuck was Junior Champ? Who would have been in Japan like that on ECW is the real question. Jerry Lynn? No. Um, he didn't debut in WWE until 2001, but he actually made some appearances in 96 and 97 as enhancement talent. Gosh. Um, Hayabusa. No. Shit. Again, you're getting close. Um, oh my God. Uh no, who else did no okay, hold on. Not high boost. Um didn't wrestle What the fuck was the other dude that they had there all the time? Um shit. Oh my gosh, this is gonna like I I'm not seeing him right now, but I'm like seeing like I'm Playing the Vigias from like 97, 98 in my head, and I know exactly who I'm looking for. I just ah, don't know the name. Briefly uh, in Impact in 2014. Super brief Impact stint in 2014. Um, Jesus Christ. Who do you start with? Let's go with that. Uh, apart from Indies, ECW. Started with ECW in. 98. What? 98. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so in 96, he left CMLL. Mm-hmm. In 94, he did some stuff for IWA in Japan. Yep. Um, that's fucking... Uh, God damn it. I'm looking right at his face right now. He's tatted up like a son of a bitch. Um, so fuck. the final appearance in Impact was at Bound for Glory, um, where he teamed with the Great Muda. To defeat James Storm and Great Sonata. Okay, so he's teamed with Muda, so he's he's obvious he's got to be Japanese. Oh, and that Bound for Glory was in Tokyo. He's obviously <laughs> Japanese. Um, <laughs> what is your name? Oh my God, what is your name? Looking right at him. Oh, can I run through some of the people he won the tag team titles with? Go for it. So, in ECW, Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, Mikey. <clears throat> um, in WWE, Eddie Guerrero and William Regal. He won? Goddamn, Tajiri. Yes, Tajiri. I, Are I you what, kidding me? William Regal must have been the biggest clue. <laughs> oh, my God. But, the dude, what a lineage. Oh, man, his... Why did I not think of Tajiri as junior champ? Oh, my goodness. See, that's what I kept going back to. I said, the second I figure out who was in the junior champ division, and I kept thinking of dudes with masks, dudes with masks, dudes with masks. No. Right. Taka didn't have a mask. Fuck, goddamn Tajiri. 
championships all over Japan and Mexico. Yeah, he wrestled for just about every single promotion in Japan. Yeah. New Japan, That's... All Japan, Big Japan. Damn. Yeah, I think he was going to work Noah, but he, I don't, I don't yeah. know if he ever did. Oh, hey, he's on there as Noah? I think he did. I think he did Noah. He did wrestle one. There you go. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the big one in the nineties. The Jerry got around. Ah, uh, all right. God damn, what a stumper! So let's get into more of this week's news. We've already talked about Carl Anderson's controversy. Um, Ava Rain finally made her NXT debut with Schism. Oh. Uh, which the internet I think is well received. Internet is back and forth. Well, yeah. let me pause. Uh, well, yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah, yeah. Internet is back and forth. There is a nice, and I'm going to say it's right 50 50. I'm going to say it's good 50 50. Good 50 50. Hey, good for her. She looks awesome. She's promising. She can speak well. Da, 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 da. The other half are pissed off that she's not on the main. The fuck you want her to do? The fuck you want her to do? She is brand new to this fucking shit. Brand, I don't give a fuck who her daddy is. I don't give a fuck who her daddy is. Her daddy could be fucking Rick by goddamn flair. And yet that lady still started in goddamn NXT. They need to fucking learn. Stop. I don't care about name recognition. Dom is the only exception. But then, then again, how much shit have we talked on Dom? Lots. That's my fucking problem. You really want to be talking shit on The Rock's daughter? I don't. No, I want to enjoy her run. So if that means she's got to be in NXT for two fucking years, then it's fucking, hey, be in NXT for two years, girl. You yeah. already sound like you're well-spoken. Let's see how well-rounded you are now. I'm excited. This is good Good for her. Good for her. Stop being we, so fucking negative. We've only seen like three minutes of her stuff, and I like it. Exactly. You're, she's, she's poised. She's calm. And she speaks well. And you know what? That's all she has to do because that's all she needed to do. And it works. It works. And considering she is brand new to this industry, I don't know how long she's been training for, a couple of years. Um, yeah, if it's that. A, it's good to stick her in this group because she's going to learn from them. She doesn't have to, like, jump in the deep end all by herself. She's got these guys around her. Um. And she also has the benefit of a gimmick. Like, there's a very dark gimmick with Schism. You've got the creepy-ass Joe Gacy, uh, mm -hmm. and you've got the grizzled young veterans. So, again, you're easing her in. Yeah. You don't need to make her a star. Here's the rock starter! No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Did you do? Did you do that with Braun? No, you didn't. You didn't just go, look at the Steiner. No, no, you didn't. So slow down. Let her do her thing. And then watch her turn on that team or what have you or her get turned. Watch her turn into the biggest goddamn baby face there is. Leave the NXT and who knows, maybe be the female version of her dad. I don't know. But in her fucking three minutes of fame, it was good. It's like the only part of scene from NXT this week. Like the only thing I've seen people talk about from NXT. There and was she also dropped a line in her promo about this being her family, which I don't mm -hmm. know if it was intentional to say, like, I don't need to be known as The Rock's daughter or whatever. But... I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a, it's a nice play on words. Let's go yeah. with that. I'm sure it's a nice play on words because we know it looks like Sean's running the game 
in NXT. And Sean knows, like, yeah, I could absolutely push the fuck out of you as the Rock's daughter, the Rock's daughter, the Rock's daughter. But what is that going to do for you? You know what I mean? What's that going to do for you? Are you going to get anywhere? No. And now this is what they're doing, and it's going to be slow, and it's going to be well thought out, and she's going to be as well-rounded as you can be when you leave NXT. Yeah, because look what it's done for Charlotte. Like, yeah, she's successful. She's won all these titles, but nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. But then again, that's, I mean, it, it, it's because it was constantly pushed as you are the female version of Ric Flair, the female version of Ric Flair. You have the robe, you have the entrance, you have the woo, you have the moves. You, I don't know what else you don't do. I mean, you do 15 more moves than your dad does, but you still do your dad's seven moves. Okay, let's keep it honest here. Um, so also let's just remember, like I've seen maybe one or two people complain that she's a heel or she's in a stable for a debut. Very early in his career, The Rock was in a very famous heel stable. Yeah, after his what was it? Like I think like two months stint as the we got to push the crap out of your baby face with the fucking Rocky Maivia and the tassels and the 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 frizzle hair and the, it just would come out all fucking jazzed. Awful. But it was man, garbage, but I loved it. I don't give a shit. Bring in the nation and look what it did for him. The thank you. The nation said Rocky Maivia. Who? Here's the Rock. And and that was literally step from one to five. Yeah. The fucking giant, and then everybody on that, everybody in that group got a gigantic jump. Farouk went from the fucking um, uh, gladiator uh, wearing fucking helmet nerd to uh, an African prince. Uh, then there was Mark Henry, who was the world's strongest man, wearing red, white, and blue, fucking around with Jerry, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and now he's their enforcer. You know, D'Lo Brown shows up later on. You know, it's you know uh, they uh, they turn Mufasa or Car- uh, was it Kama Kama yeah. over into uh, you know I forget what they actually Mufasa was his actual name is what they called him for a while. I think Kama Mustafa. There you go, Kama Mustafa. I think that's what it was because everything had to be African. Yeah, that's what I remember. It was like no, this is we're we're from the motherland, and that was the whole idea. It's like okay, let's fucking rock with it. Uh, yeah, they were militants, which was very big in the nineties. Huge. I mean, look how far I got, goddamn Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> um. So Ava Rain debuts. Nikki Cross returns on Raw. Dumps the mask. Dumps the whole superhero gimmick. And good. Now we get what we had in NXT. By the looks of it, she just tore into the everybody. Basically, good. She has no allegiance. She's crazy. Good because this is the fucking thing that 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 he needs. You you have squandered a handful of talent, and Nikki Cross was one of them. You let Nikki Cross be goddamn Nikki Cross, and I assure you, you got another star on your hands. Yeah, I mean she so, was big in NXT. She was huge. We wanted her to win the NXT title. I remember. I wanted it. I wanted it. Make this that would make that would make no more. That would make perfect sense to have Sanity win it all. Eric Young would be world champ. You know, they could get to, they, they were the stable that you thought they were going to win it all. And they never did. Mm. Yeah, they got to the main and just quietly got disbanded into nothing. Yeah. I don't know if they were savable, though, even under Papa H. No, no, I mean, 
Eric Young's not not young. No. Um, unfortunately. But I mean, he went back to Impact, and obviously, he already had some history there, so mm-hmm. he was a very recognized name in terms of Impact audience, and he became world champion for one last run, which was yeah, nice. I, yeah, it worked out for him. But not. But Nikki I don't. Cross was nuts. I mean, she she would get in fucking Alice of Black's face. She would get into Oscar's face. She was great. Can't remember who it was against, but she, like she fought, she won the NXT title at one point, and she was demanding that the referee count the pin. I can't remember exactly what happened. I want to say it was her and like, uh, uh, fucking, uh, goddamn, uh, homegirl that's in Japan now. What's her fucking name? Um, oh, Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie Sane. I want to say it was like her and the what whole you- like. I want to say she was a part of that feud when Kyrie Sane was first coming up. Nikki Cross was trying to win the belt around the same time. And I want to say that was their little feud. And I'm like, ah, I get I get Kyrie saying I understand it, but like, come on. You know, Nikki was Nikki was wanted. I remember wanting her as champ. So just trying to read to remember what happened. Um Shayna Baszler attacked Dakota Kai. Uh, Shayna, that too. Um, and Nikki was just like running around stealing the women's championship, saying, I win, I win. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds like a Nikki thing. You see, oh, and Dakota Kai thought she won the title. I need to relook at this episode to remember what the hell happened because I'm so yeah, confused. Yeah. Sounds confusing. Um, they're also trying to make Braun and Omos a big deal, and I couldn't give less of a shit. Well, yeah, you got two fucking giants. Yeah, and WWE've always had this mentality that putting two giants against each other will always do business just because they're giants. Except the fact that this isn't 1984 anymore. Right. Like, do we need to remind you of Great Kali or Giant Gonzalez? It doesn't Please always don't. work. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, you could maybe get away with this shit and, like, how far could you really push two fucking... Like, 06, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, when Kali was feuding with Taker. Exactly. And then right after that, that's probably where it halts because that's when you started to get shitty Great Kali. And then, I mean, there was the dancing Great Kali at one point. And, you know, it just got really fucking bad. They took the idea of having this terrifying monster, gigantic person to, hey, look at how big of an idiot he is. Yeah, they always do that they always make giants look like idiots and i think that's why we don't give much of a shit about giants anymore like they they're won't not let that us think of an attraction they won't let us give a shit but it doesn't help Omos is still pretty green and Super green. i'm still a little sour on braun okay so after leaving wwe so we got two super green motherfuckers to go but they're just big and they're just big so they're gonna beat the crap out of each other for being big I mean, I guess it's, it sounds like a good Saudi Arabia show. I'm sure this is what the prince wants. Yeah. Give me two giants. You, got re- you have really big, tall guys that fight? <laughs> yeah, I got two and of them. Great. That's great. The meme that went around was Omas's little pose before he shoved Braun. Like, he tried to make him flinch, and it, it was almost like a five-second pose. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this. Are you not seen it? <laughs> no, I have not seen this. <laughs> It's it's hilarious when you watch it 
on repeat, so like a, like a gift. So like they're standing face to face, and Omos just sort of like tries to make him flinch. Braun doesn't move, and then Omos shoves him out of the ring. <laughs> but it's a good like three or four seconds before he touches him <laughs> after wow. moving to make him flinch. To like, okay, they took the picture. Bam. <laughs> Jesus, bud. Come on. Oh, he's bad. But it's been very quiet on the WWE front this week. Like, not much happened on Raw. Uh, SmackDown was okay. But even Bray's promo was just like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. This was going to happen. This was going to happen. There was no way he was going to maintain momentum for multiple weeks. I'm sorry. I mean, it doesn't help that they're always backstage promos. Like, get to the fucking ring. That makes it way more better. I hate to say way more better like that, like I'm a fucking <laughs> six-year-old, but it's the truth. It, 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 it's, it gives you more of uh, this matters promo. You know what I mean? We, we are willing to give it time in the squared circle in front of everybody to, you know, to really make it worth your while. Otherwise, we're in the backstage, and it's kind of something that, you can listen to as you're going to get your popcorn or your beer or taking a piss or whatever, you know. It's not as important. Yeah. And also, we still don't know who he's going to be feuding with. Like, there's no indication of anything. None. I mean, it's still just rumor mill city. You know what I mean? But we don't know nothing. Uh, so on to Dynamite. And oh, um, real quick to finish with the East stuff. Tommaso Chop is go- uh, undergoing hip surgery. Oh, yeah. Bastard. I didn't even know he was injured. I didn't know either. And I'm like, what? And apparently I was like, oh, that sucks to hear though, because like he's uh well he's had I, I don't know if he's had, but like every time I turn around, this guy's having surgery on something. It was yeah. his knee, then it was his neck, and then it was God only knows what else. And now it's his labrum. And it's like, you know, I hope you're fine, dude. You know, you just gotta push to the main. I hope you like actually hang out for a while. And be nice. I mean, just like Eric Young, Chomp is not a young guy really anymore in term in thirty seven. Yeah, he's thirty seven. Like for a wrestler, that's not very young. No, because most of these cats are starting at fucking nineteen twenty. Some of them sooner, and most of them retire by forty. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at Nick Wayne, dude, sixteen, or he was sixteen, I should say. Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy was fifteen. Jeff Hardy was fifteen. He was Seventeen. <laughs> Mysterio fourteen. Like I mean, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, Paige, Soraya, 13. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but on Dynamite, again, it was one of those episodes where nothing really huge, not too much huge was advertised. I mean, obviously, we had Mox and Penta. Yeah. But even though there was not a lot very big advertised, it turned out to be a really good episode. Always a great episode. If you, uh, Well, not always, but it, it, they tend to be good more than bad. And they can rely on good wrestling because of it. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, they'll throw some storytelling in to, to help build stories or whatever, but it's mainly about the in-ring action, and there was a lot of good in-ring action. Oh, yeah, and we opened with one, the tag match between Claudio and Yuda against Garcia and Jericho, which, surprisingly, the combat club won, so to finally get a point back for them. Surprisingly, they won, and they made Claudio look like a fucking the good old-fashioned Swiss Superman they did. That guy was on a goddamn tear. And if he's the guy to dethrone Chris Jericho as the Ring of Honor world champ, I would not be mad. No, and, like, I was thinking watching this week, if I was new, if if I was, like, a real, real casual fan and I wasn't really familiar with the Combat Club and I tuned into this week's episode, 
I'd swear blind that Claudio was a leader of the group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mox who? Mox who, buddy? Are you kidding me? This guy's on fire, this fucking Claudio fella. Like, we haven't really seen him much for a couple of weeks, but he was great this week, and he pulled his group back together, you know, getting in between uh, Danielson and Wheeler after the match. And basically, it's yeah. like, stop the shit. He, We're going to talk he about He was like the big dogs. brother. Yeah. He was the big brother. He's all, we're going to fucking squash this shit like men. And I'm like, oh, oh yes, sir. Um, and as William Regal has a weekly compliment, this week it was Crimble <laughs> Fucking Regal is so fun on commentary. He's so fun on commentary. Just comes in, has a good time. Man with a mask, the whole everything. Tony Schiavone sits there. He just rambles on about some shit. And then he comes out later. For the for the main event or whatever or was it the main? He's like, oh yeah, it looks like you know the Blackpool Combat Club and Moxley are having. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna come on here and tell you all of our problems. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, we get it. You're fucking, you know, that was hilarious. You don't have to be that goddamn real, but Jesus. I mean, there is some dissension going on. There's still a lot of tension between the Combat Club, particularly with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. Mm. Um, that's right. It was B Dry, not Mox. Yeah, I mean, they both had singles matches this week, too. So, I, was Regal out there for all three? I know he was out there for two. I, I want to say he was for all three. But, yeah, I was more – It was I got confused with the B-Dry one because that was when they were in the backstage. Yeah. I mean, Regal should have stayed out there on commentary all night. He should every week, goddammit. But then again, you know, we don't need to go back to a four-man booth. So, who are we kicking off? <sighs> Honestly. <laughs> I love Taz, too. That's the problem. I, I really enjoy Taz too much. I, he gets I do, he, he cracks me up, but I I didn't think I'd be saying this because he's you know again he's not very young and he's made a few mistakes lately. But I kind of miss Jim Ross because there's a lot of quiet times where they're just like laughing at each other, and I'm just like, there's something missing from commentary. Yeah, it's not as it's not as commentary as it was. Yeah, no, I, I I don't I know that doesn't probably make sense to some people. There's but a lot it's of like, giggling going on. Yeah, it's it's it feels a lot like dark. You know what I mean? And that's I guess you know you can have a little bit more fun because it's you know it's the dark show and blah 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 blah. I don't really need that on my main. I'm not mad at it. I don't hate it. I'm not going to take my frustrations out on you for it. But I mean, I'd appreciate it if you got a tad more serious. Yeah. Like it's almost like. They're all color commentators, and we need a play-by-play guy. Yes, who's the play-by-play? You would think it would be, like... Scally. Man with with a mask. Man with a mask. You'd think he'd be the play-by-play guy, Excalibur. But he's he's the one doing all the fucking giggling with Tad. I know, right? He's the one just dying (laughs) left and right. I'm like, bro, can you just not laugh so much? (laughs) Like, okay, fucking chill out, dude. Um... But aside from all the issues with the combat club, um, Swerve and Our Glory became number one contenders, defeating FTR with an assist from the gun club. Yeah, and a low blow. And a low blow. Um, I didn't spot the gun club at first, so like at the end of the match, it was almost as if these two random fans were just holding... They blended in so stupidly well because they like dressed up like FTR. And at first, I thought they were fans too because you see FTR coming out and you just see dudes on. Ah, I'm like, 
oh, see, those are just dedicated-ass fans. And I was like, wait a minute, that dude looked familiar. And they go back, and I was like, God damn, Austin Gunn, you fucker. It, like, it was when they were actually holding him back from the pin. I'm like, wait, you're stopping him from doing his job? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yep, and that's when you realize, <laughs> ah, fucking the goddamn ass boys are back. Um, but it's, that's that's a good thing, though, because I was really afraid that they were just going to hot potato those belts yeah. right to FTR. And if it, if it means we have to have a third swerve in our glory against, um, you know, the acclaim, then, hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just yeah, we'll just rubber match. Exactly. Put it on the back burner right now because you will you will give FTR those titles. You will. Yeah, so it's a good thing that that we're delaying it because the acclaimed need a good run. That they um, do. They need a good run. And um, you know, we're we're still gonna get a great feud now between the gun club and FTR. Facts. Um, Renee is like the queen of teleporting in AEW. She's just She's fucking everywhere, everywhere man. <laughs> fucking everywhere. Like, within an instant, she goes from backstage with Soraya and Britt to on the stage interviewing MJF. MJF acting very in-between, like, super heel, but super face at the same time. Oh, stop it. He is the face of this goddamn company. <laughs> well, I mean, he was by the end of the show. Jeez. Yeah, you're telling me. You're telling me, dude. This, god damn, this kid's on fire. Fuck. Uh, I didn't want them to turn him face until after he won the title because he's going to get a huge reaction anyway. And this was a perfect opportunity for him to be a heel because the person interviewing him, which they didn't really allude to very much, is, of course, the wife of the person he's going to face for the title. That's why he made fun of him, though. But yeah. I, I, I get but it. I mean, he would have done that anyway. I get it. He was a little too... On the he was as much as he was on the fence and as uh, you know uh, half and half if you will a tweener there we go that's the word I wanted he was a tad more face than he was heel just oh, yeah. he was just just a bit and and I'm with you he could have went a little harder you know saying like oh you know I'm gonna beat your he could have just simply said like oh I'm gonna beat your husband for the AEW you know championship of the world or whatever but he didn't and and I and I'm kind of with you right now he's he's a little two face. I would, I want like a double turn. Like I would love Mox to be the bad guy and you know uh, MJF be the good guy. But if you're gonna just set it up like that, then that turn of him being a face isn't gonna be a turn. Uh, right now we're still in the teasing stages, but after the main event, you're basically you got your you know you got your spatula underneath the hamburger. You're getting ready to flip. Yeah, I mean, that, that was literally heel group turns on one of its members and looks for sympathy. Mm-hmm. And so now w- watch him team with Mox. Watch him team with Mox. We're going to do know the what? whole WWE thing. You're going to team up to see if you can get along before you face each other. Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Come on, TK. Telling you, bud, if you really, you really want to push the narrative of him turning face, there you go. There's your next step. You don't have to make him. He didn't even have to win. He didn't even have to win. I mean, he, his team has to win, but he ain't even got to be the guy that wins. You know, just but it, it, it's it's a slow burn. He will he will by the end of the pay per view come. I believe in November, he yeah. will be the new AEW champion of the world. 
early November. I think it's in two or three weeks. Oh, let's fucking go. But I, I don't really want to see a double turn. I want to see Mox try everything and MJF just keep coming back. And then when MJF finally gets to win, Mox is just like, fuck, you know what? Shake his hand. And MJF actually accepts it. I could dig that. I could dig that. I also kind of want to see if Mox will just say, fuck this shit and try to hit him with something. Oh, we didn't get an F-bomb this week. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> fuck, we got a bunch of them from the goddamn crowd, though. Oh, yeah. They always sneak those things in like, oh, fuck you. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. But for like the last two weeks, we've had F-bombs right into the mic. Oh, Mox yeah. did one. Oh, fuck. Who did the other one? A steal. Oh, cash. Oh, yeah, cash, too. They're just out here. Fucking that's like, whoa, hey, whoa. TNT doesn't care, but slow down. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if like TNT really cared, wouldn't they fucking say something? (laughs) Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe that's why we didn't really get any F-bombs this week. They're like, hey, so you've been cursing a lot. We're going to need you to tone it down. On air. (laughs) (laughs) Could you not? But we love the show. I mean, Mox only wrestled this week. He didn't do a promo. So, like, could you not give John Moxley a microphone this week? There you go. Please and thank you. Just <laughs> give it to his wife. She don't care. I mean, that microphone's glued to her hand. But, and, and, and I love Skiavone. I do. I'm so glad she's here. Yeah, she's so good at her job. Fuck yeah. She, she's just a natural. She really world. is. That's that's the thing. She really is. She it it just comes naturally to her. Everything she does, she's not over the top. She's not having to pull the mic away. Her you know her facial expressions and her this. She is what you would want. You know, uh, 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 I guess a, a broadcaster to be. Yeah, and next week she's gonna sit down with Britt and Soraya. I mean, yeah, she shut down that confrontation. So yeah, I'm down, oh, dude. Yeah. Like I said, she's. She's fucking great. It was a nice moment, too, with Soraya and Renee being on screen together for the first time in AEW. Oh, they were... Shit, they were kayfabe broke right then and there. Shit, they were like, oh, what's going on? I didn't live. They were just loving life. Girl, you know, oh, yeah. girlfriends group. The Joan Jets and my blondie. Oh, that was... I love that line. Great line. Um, So, yeah, Danielson had his match with Sammy. Uh, One by ref stoppage. Jesus Christ, Brian. She, why must you kill this young fella? I mean, I'm sure people loved it and wanted more of it, but goddamn, did you did you need to fucking just murder this poor bastard? I mean, he, he said he was gonna take out his frustrations on Sammy, and he did. Shit. I I mean, I've seen Sammy beat the shit before, but fuck me. I want to know where this goes. Is, is like, is this Brian getting his shit together, or is he gonna be the first one to leave the combat club? He's leaving, bud. He's leaving. He's going on his own. And he's been the only one that comes out of the heel tunnel. And I think he's nice really tail. done. He's, I mean, he, but that's been, the thing, that's been his thing ever since he showed up. Ever since he showed up, he comes out of the heel tunnel. Ever since. So, I can a thousand percent see him just leaving the group. And being his own badass self, being the old fucking shooter, the old American dragon, where if you're going to f- wrestle him, you might as well fucking, you know, do what Arn Anderson used to do in the 90s and pre-book your hospital bed. Uh, 
And if you got somewhere that's... to store a Glock. There you go. Is <laughs> I just keep mine in my glove box. Um, we also had Jamie Hayter surprisingly get a win over Rio. I thought Rio was going to win her first match back. I, I thought the same, but you know what? Good. I need yeah, this. This is good. I mean, Why? It's, it's because she hater needs this. She needs, needs, needs this momentum push. And I like Riho. And last week I said Riho is ratings. Riho does not garner a fucking crowd reaction, though. They were as dead as can be for her. That's fucking unfortunate as shit. But regardless, Jamie Hater's over as a motherfucker. So good for her. I want her to, you know, I, I think, she, you know, her and Tony Storm is going to be really good. I was thinking that was going to be a good match when they first had it, and it just wasn't meh. It was kind of meh. Maybe this is where it makes up. And then on top of that, you know, maybe you could take the belt off of Tony, and now you have inner turmoil between Hater and Britt Baker. You know, go from one storyline to another. Yeah, I mean, that was building at one point, and they just kind of dropped it when Jamie made it clear where her allegiance was. But, I mean, at some point, she's got to be the one to turn face and turn on Britt. Right. And she'd be a great face, too. She would be. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing her team with Soraya because she, ever since she debuted, she's reminded me of a younger Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Definitely has the move set, and that works too. You've got Soraya and Jamie versus Britt and Rebel Reba. Oh yeah, Reba. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even though I mean, Reba's wrestled all of like fucking one time in her four years on this goddamn card, three years in this goddamn company, but all right. Yeah, she doesn't wrestle very often. Um, but she explained why actually on on social media this this week when somebody asked her why she never wrestles on AEW, and she said because the second she does, the trolls are gonna come for her. So she stays oh, yeah. on the combat side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 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 was pretty much it. I mean, we had the main event. Obviously, Mox won because we're going to get Mox and MJF. But yeah, um, I I feel bad that that was when we got Mox versus Penta because we knew who was going to win. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about how they were doing this. Uh, is it, it Mox against anybody feels like it's going to be Mox no matter what. And it and I don't want to say it sucks, but it is that predictableness. They do try to give you some near falls to make you think that the like a Pentagon would win. But I hate to say it like this, we're a tad too smart for that. Yeah. Maybe don't huh? do title matches when we have an impending pay per view. Yeah. I think it makes sense, bud. Right. Don't just do title matches just for the sake of title matches, Tony. Exactly. Come on, again, make them make sense, baby. Um, so Friday night's ratings will be interesting because, as we said last week, SmackDown will be on FS1 this week. Right, because it's baseball. Um, I mean, they've, they've got to drop a million again, right? Yeah. This is game one of the World Series, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as jazzed about it because my Yankees are out of it and the hometown Padres are out of it. And it's unfortunate that the goddamn... 
cheating Astros get to go again. But it is what it is. Um, but still, regardless of the matter, um, those are still those are still two extremely popular teams, and we know how big the fucking playoff games were, you know, and how they affected ratings at that point. So I can only imagine what's going to happen when it's the fucking championship series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's dynamite done. So I got a question for you because I'm I'm over here. I had to do it. Next week they're teasing another ring of former Ring of Honor champion to go up against Chris Jericho, and I'm like going down the list, all these cats, and it's like I don't expect I would I don't, I don't ever really think I'll see Loki in AEW, so nope. he's off the list. We're Austin Aries, asshole Aries, nope, he's not going. Joe, uh, they might be saving that one. Uh, they already did B Dry, Jay Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe's an option, I think. Uh, homicide, possible option. Uh, Nigel McGuinness, I don't know how much of that is an option. I uh, don't think he wrestles at all anymore. No, I don't think so either. Uh, you can't do that Tyler Blackfella. <laughs> uh, I don't hate the idea of Roddy, but I don't think, I think he's still in the E. I don't know if he's leaving anytime soon, so... There's that uh, Kevin Steen fellas out of the question, uh, but either Eddie Edwards or Davy Richards, you know, uh, we know I get Adam Cole could be on his way back. Maybe I heard people are actually starting to like Michael Elgin again. He's another possibility. Uh, there's Jay Lethal. There's always Jay Lethal. Everybody always forgets about Jay Lethal. Um, there's that CM Punk guy, too. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, he's not coming back. That fucking guy. Um, it's not going to be Matt Taven because Matt Taven's going after Wardlow right now. Um, they already did Bandito. I don't know if they're going to do Roosh. Uh, PCO's on the Spectre as well. Cody ain't coming back no time soon. I would love to see CD and Chris Jericho, though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But uh, other than that, he's pretty much gone down the list. So that's the list of dudes that he's got. Co- oh, that and if you add Jonathan Gresham. But that's it. Oh, yeah, that ain't happening. No, it's not. You don't want to work with Tony. No, he's um, not interested. But like, like you pointed out, like Claudio is a former Ring of Honor World Champion now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's definitely. I mean, that's the guy who we beat him. Who we, you know, who we, we took the belt from. So we people, can definitely have that one. People love Claudio so much too. Like I don't think anyone would be that disappointed if they're expecting like somebody from the past to come in and we get Claudio. Be like, oh, okay. No, I don't think anybody would be that mad because, I mean, let's be honest here. Who's going to garner a better pop? I mean, uh, uh, the hardcores, you might pop a little harder. You might pop pretty hard for like a CD for, you know, Christopher Daniels. Uh, he already he already beat Dalton Castle, so that's out of the question. Uh, the crowd would go bananas for Adam Cole. Yeah. But then again, I, are you really going to bring Adam Cole back to lose or to win the Ring of Honor World Championship? Like, I don't think that that's really worth his his time. Uh, nobody's going to give a shit about either Eddie Edwards or Davey Richards. No. So apart from the, the impact diehards might pop for Eddie. So the only real two people that could garner a pop that would show up next week would be Roosh, Adam Cole, or Claudio. I mean, Jay Briscoe would get a decent pop too. Hell yeah. But are they going to fucking let him come? Like, are they going to let him actually fucking work? I mean, he's been begging to come in 
to face FCR for the longest stop. time. Stop. So. These guys fucking apologized twice. Stop it. Like, you're denying these guys again. Like, and, he, and, and I'm going to bring him up because he's my guy, and but I still got to bring him up. Remember when Sammy said all that shit he said and got in so much motherfucking trouble, and yet he apologized and everything's kosh? Why the fuck can't the same thing happen with the with the Briscoes? Like, come on, man. But I would definitely put my money on Claudio. I like it. I, that, that's my move. It's Claudio. And if there's a title change, then good. Yeah, I'll take it. I will gladly accept that. Um, like we, we've been saying how Jericho is like bringing attention to Ring of Honor and carrying the flag as the heel who hates everything that represents Ring of Honor. But at the same time, he, he he didn't really get to feud with Claudio. He just beat him for the title and then ran away. Yep. So, I mean, that, that, that could absolutely be, you know. I could totally be where they're leading. Again, I'm gonna. I'm always wanting to look outside the box or outside the specter, if you will, just because I know they love to bring random people in to fucking say, "Hey, look at this!" Try to garner a pop from this or garner a pop from that, and I don't know. I mean, on top of that, you got to really think about it. If if you see Jericho just beating down old decrepit wrestlers like a Davy Richard and Eddie Edwards and shit like that, that makes you want him to. That makes you as the fans want him to take the belt. They want TK to take the belt off him because like, Oh, why the fuck are you out here wrestling these old bastards? And then here comes a Claudio and here to save the day. Cause he's, you know, the Swiss Superman. So I, I like and it. Jericho also got what he wanted. Like he got Danny Garcia to completely screw over the Blackpool combat club. Mm-hmm. That he did. All right, let's go on to the A to B of the Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right, so Retro Rewind is coming back. Midterms are finally over. Your boy got B's. Um, I'm not mad about it. I still got two A's and a C plus. I'll fucking take it. So because of that, we are going celebratories. Uh, the last time one we did was November 25th, 1996. Now we're in December. So uh, the what was the one that stood out to me the most? I did. Wa- I shockingly watched both took down minimal notes. Shows you how fucking tired I am from taking midterms. And I was just like, I am not typing anymore. I'm done typing. I took any goddamn essay questions. But um, the debuting Flash Funk showed up in the WWE or the WWF. Excuse me. <coughs> That brought it. Oh, good Lord. I'm allergic to Flash Funk. No, it must be the goon that I'm allergic to. <laughs> but whatever it is, I'm, uh, I was excited to flee Flash Funk. My notes state, holy crap, who the fuck is that? Oh, wait, Flash Funk. When the fuck did he show up? That's literally my notes. You're welcome. Um, I did not read. I did not write down anything about the match. Don't even ask. Um, Glacier finally shows back up in WCW for the first time in months. Um, half-ass match because, of course, bullshit tag match. What was the fucking thing that I actually I gave a crap about? 
Ah, Dean Malenko, Billy Kidman. Not as good as you expected it to be, but the only good thing worth fucking watching on this goddamn show. Um, and apparently the winner, well, no, this was a, a fucking, because they're building towards Starcade. And the winner of this match goes on to face uh, Ultimo Dragon at Starcade. And I'm just like, uh-oh. So this will have to be a good one. But it, it obviously looked all in the ways of Dean Malenko and went that route. But, uh, I mean, oh, and uh, what was the last one? Hold on, let me scroll down. Uh, ah, William Ringle and Chris Benoit. The U.S. title tournament. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic match. Um Regal was bleeding. It was good stuff. This is definitely one that uh, I don't got any star ratings. I need to go back and redo them. Um, but this was one that is definitely going to be in the fours. I can tell you that right now. But uh, yeah, dropping Monday, you know, December the 2nd, 1996, Raw Nitros. Pushing to Starcade. Here we go. All right. And it's time to find out this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Well, shockingly, nobody's put their foot in their mouth lately, um, except for the nerds on TikTok, but that's why they're smarks and that's why we give them their own personal segment. But this is for those people. Who work in the biz that just, uh, they're just a geek. And well, again, like I said, nobody put their foot in their mouth and nobody looked really bad. Except for Sammy. Sammy was just a geek. Came down in his pink tights with his hot wife. And he got chopped. He got kicked. He got punched. He got chopped and kicked and punched. And stretched. And then chopped and kicked and punched some more. Left with a bloody chest, looking like the biggest nerd you've ever seen. For the only simple reason of you got the shit beat out of you. Sammy Guevara, this is your week as Geek of the Week. Get in the bin. In the fucking bin. Well, coincidentally, we go from a repeat geek to a repeat bachelor of the week. Um, I, I, I've kind of already given my reasons for this pick this week. Um, he had a great match that was just pure wrestling. Pure wrestling. And aside from that, he looked like a leader. So, repeat bestler of the week, Claudio Castagnoli. Undeniable, this guy. Handling your combat club business like a boss. Like the true leader of the BCC. Yeah, I mean, definitely Regal's right hand man. Yeah, you're telling me, man. He's he's leaning on him, and he's great for it. I hope more comes his way, and I mean more than just the Ring of Honor title. Yeah. Um. So thank you for spending your Thursday, your Halloween Thursday, with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the Evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK. 
the Captain 512 and SMR Podnet. Check out the website maxrossing.net and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. That's right. And now listen up, you puns and geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. There's so much going on, it's not even funny. As you know, the retro rewind is coming back. Um, Bolt Rant might also be making an emergency comeback as well because there's a lot. There's a lot going wrong with this team, and somebody needs to right in the ship. And last time I spoke, some ships got rightened. So maybe, just maybe, the voice of reason needs to come out. So take a take a take a chance to look at that one. Uh, but retro for sure coming Monday, if not Tuesday. Other than that, you already know the TikTok game is coming back hot and heavy. You got to make sure to get on that Max Wrestling UK on the TikToks. Make sure you're commenting, you're sharing, you're favoriting the whole nine yards. The more you're interactive, the more interactive I am with you guys. Uh, you will get obviously a very nice and not. Uh, I won't. I, you know. I won't. Uh, what's the term here? I won't belittle you. I won't make fun of you. I will uh, I will say my piece. I will allow you to have your opinion. But uh, Max Wrestling UK TikTok, as fun as much as we want to be the guys that will fact check you left and right, I'm here to have a conversation. So let's talk wrestling. Let's enjoy wrestling. And again, you can do that simply by following us, Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. Hell yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, if I it wasn't already said in the beginning. Hit the subscribe and like button before you leave this video. We have almost doubled in our views, and I know y'all are enjoying this. So hit the subscribe, hit the like, share it to your buddies. Let them know we're here every motherfucking Thursday. And sometimes on a Monday. Sometimes. Um, season finale of Throne Zone is out right now. Mr. DC Ooh. and I look back on the last two episodes Great of episode. House of the Dragon. Um. And now we got two years to wait before season two. Oh. But yeah, plenty of talk on House of the Dragon in Throne Zone final episode of the season this week. You can check it out on the same channel, youtube.com slash Max Wrestling, because it's easier. It's easier. <laughs> Let's keep it honest. It's easier. Yeah, at least I'm honest about it. Um, join us next week. Where we will not be predicting Crown Jewel because we don't really do Saudi shows. But if you want to watch it, enjoy it. Knock we'll, socks. We'll probably be talking about it a little bit, but we won't be putting any predictions title on the line. Nah, not worth it. Nah, and then at, it's actually November 19th. We've got Hope. full gear, so two weeks after that. Let's go. Three weeks you out. have been watching the Kappa Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Check your candy and cipher. This belt only fits around my waist, fella. Travis, same to you about mine. <laughs>
Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV set.